This is Agents Influence Podcast. I know that I don't learn anything when I win, and I know that I learn everything when I lose. So while I hate to lose, I actually would prefer it over the love of winning. Now, do I love it over winning? No, I would rather win every time. If you ask me, do you love to win, or do you hate to lose, I'm going to say that I hate to lose. So when I hate to lose, I hate to lose because of my pettiness, but I love it because I learned, and I become better. I get out of my comfort zone. I say, that doesn't feel good. Why did I not win? I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hello. Listeners of the Agents Influence Podcast, most of you are listeners of the Grow Podcast Network, which includes Agents Influence, Insurance in Your Words, The Grow Show, and also uh, Listen In, which is something we haven't done a lot of. That's kind of more of a high-level thing for some executives and insurance professionals that asked us to do something more from a higher level so that we could get into your agency so that they could help you be successful. And in return you'll help them be successful. So how is everybody out there? Uh, What I'm going to talk to you about is something that I went this last week and I went camping during Memorial Day weekend, which was another thing. And, you know, I got to sitting around. Camping is a unique thing for me. And I want to talk to you guys about that, especially all you guys out there who hate camping. I want to talk to you because I'm going to bring it right into your agency and how similar it is and the things I learned and the things I didn't understand. um, And I still don't. And I want to talk to you about that. I think you're really, really going to like that. Keep in mind that uh, coming up on October 24th and 25th is Grow Lab 2017. No joke. No lie. And Joey, if you happen to be listening to this, because Joey does a lot of the editing, all this awesome stuff you hear on the podcast, that's Joey's genius. And and, and you know, Joey, what we really need to do is, we. It, some, I'm thinking about we just need to post uh, the, the names of the people. I don't think we can do that maybe, but we just need to show these loyal listeners that like right now, um, here's the deal right now, Joey and I, uh, did yesterday. We found out that we've got roughly around 40 to 44 people committed. That means they've paid or there's about five or 10 of them that are like, Hey, we're doing it this week. But as we go through the list and we look at the people that came last year and we look at from the people who have already registered and who are the mastermind members who get in for free and get top priority. So, I mean, if there's 100 seats, you know, if there's only 90 or 95 we've sold and we've only got five or 10 seats and we got five or 10 mastermind members that still are going to come, they're coming. I mean, they, they, they're priority because what this is, is a way for us to learn at the mastermind but to do it live because we do it live two times a month on the second and on the the fourth Thursday of every month at nine o'clock central standard time. We meet online and discuss, but we want to get together face to face once a year. And we decided we're just going to open this up to everybody. But because it's a live mastermind meeting, almost an event, it's not a conference. It's not a trade show. It's not a workshop. You guys have heard me say this before. We are going to have consultants and we are going to have speakers, but what we're doing is we're paying them to sit into the crowd and be a part of the sharing that goes on for the two days that we're there. It's going to be exciting stuff. So be sure to sign up for that. You can go to growlab2017.com, 
growlab2017.com. Now, if you search that in Google, you might come up with a bunch of marijuana plants or a bunch of cannabis. This is not the same grow lab. And why we will be taking things of a seedly nature and growing them into where they will be prosperous, that's what we're doing for our agency, not on that green stuff. Keep that in mind. GrowLab2017.com. You know, get out there and uh, do it. It's going to be incredible. If you guys want any names of anybody who went last year, (laughs) they're going to tell you it was the best thing that they were at last year. And there was a lot of great conferences. Also let you know that, hey, if you're out there listening, um, I'm going to be at Elevate, uh, the most expensive conference in in, uh, North America. Uh, I'm going to be there. I wasn't going to be there because I'm going to Cuba the week after this next week, but that got moved to July. So now I'm going in July. So I called Hanley up. I said, dude, mark me down. I'm coming. They, I think they're about sold out. Maybe they have like five tickets left. And I said, mark me down. I'm coming. So I'm excited. So if you're listening and you're going to be at Elevate, hit me at jason at growprogram.com, jason at growprogram.com so that I can meet you. I want to meet up with you. And on Sunday night, all of us mastermind members are getting together just for a little informal meeting. I'd love to see you there. Okay. Keep in mind, we are on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play. So when you're thinking to yourself, like, how can I find these guys other than going right onto the website, you can go to growprogram.com and just hit click on podcast. And you can listen to it right off there as well. But always keep that in mind, Google Play. Trying to get over there on iHeartRadio, they're very difficult. But that's where we want to get to next so that we can continue to get the message out, to spread the word, to give a voice to those who have no voice, and spread it across the world to make forward momentum and change in the greatest industry God ever created, the insurance industry. So here's what I have a question, and I'm going to start asking this to all of our listeners. Um, You're going to start seeing that I'm starting to break each of the podcasts down into stages as we get listening and as we uh, get more listeners and we get a lot of feedback. Um, And this feedback is tremendous. I'm going to give you a podcast and a couple that's, uh, uh, I think we're just going to break out like five or 10 uh, of the emails that I've gotten in the last couple of weeks and just break them down because it's amazing how you get uh, night and day when it comes to those. Um, and then the marketing moment, I'm going to roll into the marketing moment. Oh, sorry. Now, so one of the things that I'm going to start asking the listeners is, is do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Now, this was a uh, post that I saw. Uh, I can't remember which Facebook group, but it's someone. Oh, no, actually, it was on LinkedIn. And uh, Randy Schwantz, the uh, author of The Wedge, who was on our podcast last year, um, he actually asked the question, and I think it was on LinkedIn, and he asked it in a LinkedIn a- insurance agents forum, and he says, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? And, and that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. And then we're going to talk about the uh, marketing moment of the day, and we're going to close up with leaders are readers. So here we go. This is not going to be very long, but as you know, I always say that, and it ends up going a long time, but I'm going to try not to. So here are some of the things that I, wa- I wanted to put out there. Uh, let me just answer this question. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Me personally, me personally, um, I hate to lose, but I also love to win. You're like, well, Jason, that, you can't have that. It's either one or the other. Here's what I know. I know that I don't learn anything when I win, and I know that I learn everything when I lose. So while I hate to lose, I actually would prefer it over the love of winning. Now, do I love it over winning? No, I would rather win every time. But if you ask me, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? That's a different question. I'm going to say that I hate to lose. 
because as I just said, I love to win, but I don't win. I don't learn anything. So when I hate to lose, I hate to lose because of my competitiveness, but I love it because I learned and I can move on and I become better. I get out of my comfort zone. I say, that doesn't feel good. Why did I not win? You know, Jeff Roy, who's on the podcast one time, he said that it's just in his competitive nature. He played uh, high school in hockey, I believe uh, uh, college hockey. And he used to tell me he was a goalie. He still is. Uh, He does a little, uh, that's still one of his hobbies and stuff. Uh, Una, his wife's probably saying, hey, listen, do you have a disability policy? Because you're going to get killed doing this at the uh, ripe age of, I don't know what Roy is. I think he's like 42, 43, something like that. I don't know. But anyways, the point is, is that uh, he would, after he would get scored on, or he would, he always would go back to the tape to say, what did he do wrong? But most importantly, what did he not see the other player doing? And I think that that's very important because what he did is, is he hated to lose so bad that it, that it forced him in, 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 into wanting to investigate why he lost so that he can better prepare himself next time. Now, on the opposite, is still could be true. So if I love to win, I love to win and it's just exciting to me. It's just exciting. And really, that may be the reason why you hate to lose because you want to learn from your mistakes so that you can get the love to win. See there? That's why maybe it should be, should you hate to lose or should you love to win? Because I think one leads to the other. But in the meantime, what I want you to learn from that is, is you know this, if you don't move your cheese, if you don't get in your comfort zone, then you're not ever going to grow. That's just the way that it is. Okay? And, and I, it was at Hawksoft and I said, move your cheese. And a couple of people jumped up and said, oh my gosh, I forgot about that book. If you haven't read um, uh, Who Moved My Cheese, please, please, go, please go read that. That's like a book from the 2000s. I think everybody read that one. Um, but there was literally just like a handful of people out of the 300 that raised their hand that said that they had read that book. Go, re- go read that book. Who moved my cheese real short. And it just basically talks about the fact that we do the same thing every day. It's about a mouse who's running through a maze. Very interesting, uh, a book. Go read that. Go read that. That could be leaders or readers. So keep that in mind. Now, what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you, um, the most about these camping lessons. Okay, because I think there's a lot we can learn from these camping lessons. And you're thinking, camping lessons? Listen, just just chill out and enjoy what I'm getting ready to say. Because you know I'm going to make it enjoyable. Okay, you know I'm going to make it enjoyable. Probably going to go off on a couple rants or something from some agents who talked to me about something that had to do with this. But when I camp, let me set this up for you. First of all, I hate to camp. Okay, I absolutely hate to camp. And you may be saying... What the heck? Okay, so about four or five years, my family goes camping like literally five to ten times. My wife's side, super, super, I say this, and her brother-in-laws would agree, super redneck, professional rednecks. Um, And I say that just because they love the outdoors more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. But yet during the day, you would never necessarily, well, yes, you would know it. But great people, great, great, great people. And they love to camp. I just don't camp. I've never liked to camp. My mom and dad never liked to camp. So we never went camping. We went boating. We did that stuff, but we never camped. And I hate it. And there's half of you out there that don't like it because there's always something feels like something's on you. You know, it's always you got something on you. And then you do, you find ticks and crap on you. And I'm like, why do I enjoy this? Well, you know why I enjoy it? I enjoy it because it's what I go through every day at my office. But it also helps me forget about my office. And that's what I want to talk to you about. 
So last year, my wife decided that she was going to uh, buy a pop-up camper. Uh, up until now, they had always been camping or her brothers had uh, campers and she would go with them and my two boys. Well, last year she said, Jason, this is what I want. I said, okay, you know, I'm going to get her what she wants. She's been doing this for four or five years. It doesn't matter if she's doing it for four or five years. She gets everything she wants anyways. So, so I give it to her. I, I, we, I don't give it to her. I say, hey, let's do it. She goes out. She finds the one she wants. She buys it. She says, Jason, would you go camping with us? I said, okay. Usually once um, a year or something, I'll go. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'll go. Well, to be honest with you, I really loved it. And it was the camper. It was the experience. It was me really sitting down and saying, why don't I like this? And what was amazing is, is when I looked at what I didn't like about it, that's where I found out what I like about it. That's where I found out why I'm an agency owner. That's why I found out why I'm an entrepreneur. Because really, if you think about people that live out in the outdoors, that's what they are. I mean, they're surviving. That's what they're doing. Whether if you have a backpack and it's loaded with up, uh, uh, loaded up with all this stuff, you know, it, you you essentially still are out there surviving on what you have, and that's very important. Here's what I learned: I learned that it's vital to have a team. I learned that it's important to have a plan, but even more important to always be planning. I learned that it's very important to be prepared for what you think is going to happen and for what you want to happen. But most importantly, be prepared for what could possibly happen. I learned that mother nature and the laws of the universe will happen no matter your thought or input put in the matter or the scenario. I learned that there's always something to do. I learned that no matter how many people you help, you do the work, you still have to do a lot of different types of things and you have to wear many hats. I learned that people are vital. Notice I said that the first and I repeated it again. I learned that it's important to stop and actually see things once in a while. As Ferris Bueller says, if you don't stop and look around, you just might miss something. To me, it's not the things that I've missed. It's the things that I always am seeing and trying to look away from. That's important to know. We're going to talk about that. Camping overall is a fantastic time. I got to spend time with my family. I don't always think about my work. And I learned a lot of things, as I mentioned above. And up until about 12 months ago, I didn't like camping. My family loves camping, especially on my wife's side. They would go everywhere between five to 10 times a year, and I'd never go with them. Now, if anybody knows me, and they know that I'm a family man, so it killed me in not spending valuable time with them. Yet camping was just something I refused to do. I had gotten from when I was younger and where my mother didn't like camping and neither did my father. She hated spiders and she hated insects and really, so do I. One of the things about this trip that made me realize that my family is a lot, uh, a lot more sane than a lot of other people. Many times we say to ourselves after we watch the Jerry Springer show, I feel better about my life. Well, I think the same could be said for just about anybody that you put, uh, that you put your life up to especially those around you who are camping. I want you to know that. It's crazy and wild when you don't have a schedule. You have a rough plan for what you want to do with the day and the different activities that need to be done and that you want to do. But unlike my life work, there's always something to do and to do and 10 other things that need to be done. With that said, camping is just like that. It's just like the urgency. 
It's not that, that it's there or not necessary most of the time when camping. The whole point of camping is to relax, relieve your stress, and notice things in nature. So if it works in nature, why does it not work in my daily life at work? If you really read the above things, keep in mind I am reading a blog that I wrote as I was camping, things that I've learned and the different experiences that I've had all can relate back to, the, to our daily life. It's just more proof that in nature all things exist with one, uh, with one another and they're all ruled by universal laws. And those laws are what those laws are and they're not going to change for you and they're not going to change for your agency or your business. Being prepared is something that we all must do as agency owners. But just as being not as being prepared for today or tomorrow, but be preparing for those things that can't be seen. If you've listened to me talk, you understand what I mean by that. Here's some of that that may, that, uh, may mean of having your data locked up or stolen from, for, from your period. Okay, now keep in mind, I'm writing here, so I don't exactly know what that means. To some of you that may be a hurricane or a windstorm taking out your agency, and do you have access to your data? Are you able to still work as if your building was not there? So I'm talking about being prepared and how not being prepared for today and just tomorrow, or tomorrow but be prepared for those things that, can, that can't be seen, like windstorms, like uh, hurricanes, things that pop up. Having a plan is very important. I've done a podcast on this, but what I found more, more true was to keep planning. Every day, different things that are going to come up. We are out of ice. I was planning to get that later. We were out of water, but now I have to drive up to the road to get it, and I'm trying to get the fire started so that we can have dinner. There's a windstorm coming in and we need to take down the canopy so that a lot of ton of other things that still need to be done before the windstorm comes in. We're going to get um, get out, uh, go out on the boat from 10 to 4 and then some items after that when we get done boating. But there's white caps on the lake from 10 to 2 and so we're going to have to do what we're going to do later earlier and do what we were going to do earlier later. See how these things change? This is your agency. And these are the things that you've got to have a plan, but you've got to constantly be per planning because life changes. We're constantly planning throughout the day. You should be. You know that you have one, three, five, and seven-year goals. And we also know that we have short-term goals. And those are ever-changing as long as the long-term goal is still in the aim of those one, three, five, and seven-year goals. So like a pilot knowing his destination, his height, his speed, and charting his course, do you know exactly where you're going? Because unlike a pilot, you may know your destination, but your plan on getting there is going to change frequently. Another place where we are unlike the pilot is in the destination of where things could go wrong for the pilot. Maybe there's a loss of pressure or some severe turbulence. Whatever that can be, that pilot has trained and prepared for hours upon hours for that exact scenario to happen. So when they reflect, so when they react, it's effortless. And I've had a couple pilots tell me that there's numerous mistakes that are made during every flight. It's just that every mistake that happens has already been seen in the flight simulator hundreds of times. Are you preparing yourself? Take the pilot analogy and see if there's something that you can relate also into camping. Because see, that was the thing that I related and, and some of this may not be making sense to you. Some of this may be, some depends on how you're listening to this and where you are in your agency. But I want you to know that the person that would look at it at five years in an agency as opposed to 25 should still be the same in this situation. These lessons have been learned by some of you, but a lot of these lessons have not been learned by any of you. One of the things that I took away from camping the most was it's the only place 
that I'm able to forget my agency. I don't know if that's you for camping, okay? But here's how serious it is. I take my laptop with me every time. And I write because it just just what I do and I don't get enough time to do it during the day. But when I try to open my email, when I try to log into my management system, when I try to look at Accord apps, when I try to look at the emails that Sarah and Lori have sent me and they're down in my inbox from a week or two weeks ago, yes, that happens in my inbox as well. I, I have no interest. Like my brain doesn't even work. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It doesn't even like... It just doesn't even register. I, I, I don't understand it. And I learned that last year. And it only took me two or three trips to realize like, wow, this this is a place where I can turn my brain off. Like, like this is a place where, I'll be honest with you, I really am sorry about the claims that can happen to my clients, but I really don't care because I've trained other people to take care of that so that I didn't have that. Does that make sense? One of my first things that I said that I learned about camping was it's vital to have a team. You know, I have two boys and they're 12 and they're 18. They're basically, I always said that if I had another boy, I was going to start a construction company because I'd have all the people that I need. And it's basically the the same way that that you, um, it's basically the same exact way uh, when, when, when you're, when you're, when you're working in your office, you've got to have those people that you can rely on. And so Gavin has his jobs and Rylan has his jobs and Andrea has her jobs and I have my jobs. And what's amazing is, is they're not the same jobs that we had last year. Now we just all know our job and we just do it. Like we back the, the vehicle up, bam, the camper, we unhook it and everybody just goes to work. Everybody knows what they're doing. Andrea and I, timed ourselves at the end of last year and we could set this whole thing up this whole campsite you know sheets on the bed whole thing in like 25 minutes it's pretty amazing but we can't do that just her and I we got to have Gavin we got to have Rylan and so it's so vital as we were tearing down and we're getting packing up to leave it was unbelievable how much easier it was this year as opposed to last year because everybody knew their job it's vital to any thing we're doing. We've got to have a team. You know, it came to the point where my son needed to ride his bike up to the road to go to the restroom and he needed somebody to go with him because it's the buddy system. Even in safety, we look for numbers. Even every time we're trying to do something, we usually have another team with us. But yet we don't think that way in our businesses. And that's what I'm challenging you to do. It's what all of the big wigs, it's what all of the VIPs say you need. People. Because then you got to have a process. And that's what we had. And it was amazing to see it work there. And if I can work there, I know the universal laws tell me it will work anywhere. And I loved that. I loved that. It was, it was so awesome. I'm not going to talk more about keep planning. I want you to have a plan. You should have a plan for the year uh, 20, 2017. You should have start working mentally on what your plan, making notes for 2018. And that's important because by the end of the year, it shouldn't be the same things you're thinking about now. Your agency has changed. You've changed. You've added staff. You've decreased staff. Your culture's become stronger. You're using technology better. Your consumer experience has improved. All that stuff happens. That's going to change your short-term goals for what 2018 is. But understand that you should have one, three, five, seven-year goals, and that's the aim. So no matter what our goals are, we still got to get, we're still flying from St. Louis to Phoenix. Keep that in mind. 
I learned that Mother Nature and the laws of the universe will happen no matter your thought or input in the matter of the situation. We had a storm come in, and I tell you what, I was praying that it didn't come in because my wife was telling me to take down the canopy, and I was going to be, no, we don't need to do that. Well, you know what? It only took a couple gusts of wind for me to realize she was right like always. And that's probably one of the universal laws that, you know, like women are right. Actually, I had a guy tell me when I was on camping, I thought it was funny. Some of you may have heard this before, but he said, if a guy, um, if a guy says something in the woods and there's no woman to uh, around to hear him, is he still wrong? I thought that was great. I thought that was really great. Um, and 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 that's that's what it is important, though, is because there's things that are just going to happen, and these universal laws are what's going to happen. Like universal law is gravity. There's a lo- universal law of cause and effect. There's a universal law, something that I'm building for the summer. I'm reading the book. I'm I'm reading it for the second time called Fanatical Prospecting. He talks about the law of need and a lot of other things. There's the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John C. Maxwell. When you understand those laws, you can become a great leader. When you understand some of the laws of prospecting, you can become a great prospector. When you understand the laws of sales, now what do I mean by this? There's things that happen every time. Let me give you an example. The law of need says that the thing that you need the most, you are less likely to attract. So whenever you get into a slump in prospecting, the law of need starts to work against you because you start getting so desperate that you actually start to unattract the things that could make you successful and get you out of your slump. It's really, really crazy. So how do I get out of that? Well, there's some things that I'm going to explain at a later time, but the most important is, is don't get into a slump. Okay, there's the law of large numbers. You guys have heard that one. The law of containment. The law of containment says that you can you can make your business as great as you want, but it will only be, get better on the exact proportion of a ratio to how well you improve yourself. That's called the law of containment. There is no way you're going to make your business a top 100 ink business if you are not dedicating time and de- personal development to yourself. That means also your personal development to your family because you are part of that. And whatever kids you have or whatever, how many family members divided by 100, and that's your percentage. Are you increasing that part to increase your personal? Are you increasing your personal and increase that part? Those two together are going to help you be able to have relationships better with your employees. The better employees you have, the better processes you have. The better process and workflows, the better your customer experience. The better your customer experience, the more your customers will tell other people about it so they can experience it too, which means more referrals, which means when the referrals come in, you have a higher closing ratio, which means you're putting more premium on the books and you're making more money. You see how all that happens? That's how it happens. I'm still trying to perfect that. But here's what I know. I've learned these universal laws to say, here's what my plan is. How realistic is that? How realistic is that plan? Because when I'm going against the laws that are for that sales or for that prospecting or for that way we should run our agency or ways that you run a business, the law of supply and demand, that's a universal law. Okay. It just, it just, that's just the way it happens. And that's the way it is here. So you've got to understand these universal laws because they're going to happen. It's like us saying, I don't understand why there's thunderstorms. Well, it's not crucial to your life that you know that, but it's something that you want to know so that you can be prepared for it. And that's what I challenge you to do. I've learned that there's always something to do. I think you understand that. 
in our agency, I really truly don't care if you have 10, 15, 20, 30 employees. You are and your employees are people who wear multiple hats. It's just the way that it is. Now, you may have somebody in there who doesn't. They have some very simplistic, simple jobs of maybe answering the phone, which is not easy an easy job, um, but a lot of different things like that. So you know that as you go through your life, you know that you have many uh, different hats that you have to work. I want us to stop and, and, and actually see things in a once in a while, and I talked about that because it's very important that you've got to find some hobby to get your brain off insurance. Now, maybe you're one of those people that really doesn't sit around and do insurance. Maybe you're not like maybe you're not like me and you're like, I mean, Travis tells me, he's like, dude, I've never seen somebody that everything they encounter in life, they turn it into insurance. Well, I do that because I'm trying to improve myself. I can improve and help you in this industry so that you can help other agents if I'm not helping myself. I have no reason to do this podcast if I'm not going to have awesome, loyal listeners on that are going to teach me things. Let's be honest. Everybody has a motive for why they do things. I learn more from you than you do me. I've told you this millions of times. I also laugh probably more than you do because I get feedback that's absolutely comical and I encourage for it to come. So while camping is not an unbelievably exciting thing for me, I have to tell you, I really think that it is. And on the last thing that I learned about camping the most, something that I haven't mentioned, was the ability to be able to spend time with my partner. Now, I say partner because I don't know what your partner is um, out there. This is America in the year 2017. But think of your business partner. Think of your mentor. Think of somebody in your life because... I have to admit, something I found in the last year is that my wife and I have grown closer. I've found out that there's things that we talk about that, you know, we just really talk about them and we haven't got as deep as we we have when we're camping. Um, you know, I, it also comes to be, we have deeper conversations at 1030 in the morning. Usually those are real early in the morning or real late at night. So that was something that taught me something is that Travis and I, we have a set time that we have what we call an owner's meeting. It's usually every 7.30 or 7.30 in the morning every Friday. And we don't always do that. I don't think we take that important enough. And I don't think that you and your agency, um, and if you're the sole owner, you've got a mentor. And I don't think, I think sometimes we neglect that. I know before my wife was actually in the insurance industry with me, I know that I had a mentor named Mike Beard. He's still my number one mentor. Sarah's father, Sarah, my my personal assistant. And I mean, he has meant more to my success than anything ever. And, 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 And it's because I take every month, two months or three months, and I go meet with Mike and we sit down and we have beers and we literally just talk for three to four hours. And he doesn't critique me, but what he does is he tells me stories of his life and how it compares. And if you're that mentor out there, please understand the impact you're having on somebody. What's amazing is, is Mike told me, and he'll tell you this to this day, I put him, he's on the podcast like two years ago, um, the best mentor ever. And one thing Mike told me, and this is amazing, and he'll tell you this at 71 years old, he says, I never tried to mentor you. I just tried to show you what I had done right and also what I had done wrong so that you could concentrate on what you need to do right. 
Now, what's amazing is, is Gary Vaynerchuk goes around right now talking about to double down on your strengths and forget your weaknesses. And that's one of the things that I get tired of Gary on is he just basically uses universal laws to come out to you with these cool sayings. And you're like, wow, cool, because I do it too. Don't get me wrong. Not down you. I do it too. But the point is, is that my mentor told me back in 2005 that exact thing. Jason, if you concentrate on your weaknesses, you're going to neglect your strengths. So when we try to strengthen our weakness, we actually weaken our strengths. That's something I've been thinking about and talking to some of the people in the mastermind about. And I think that I learned that as a camper, that I became stronger with my partners. I became, uh, when I say partners, I'm talking about my sons too. I found out what my weaknesses were and gave them the job. And I've noticed what their weaknesses are, and that's my strength. There's a lot of things I learned from camping. And I hope that you'll rewind it, maybe take it back and listen to it again. But it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff for me. And uh, I'm going to try and improve it. And I encourage you to try and find that thing. If it's not camping, uh, maybe it's golf. For me, it's not golf. Like I can only turn in my brain off like halfway when I golf. I've never found anything like camping. So I encourage you to go out there and explore it. Whether it's bike riding, swimming, whatever it is, get out there and explore it. So now the other thing that I want to finish with is um, the marketing moment. I want to encourage you guys to look up Facebook carousels. Facebook carousels are something that uh, we are developing right now. And uh, we saw another uh, car dealer here in town to where what it is, is it's an ad that just comes in your newsfeed. You've probably seen it, but it's got arrows on either side of the post where they can flip through the pictures. That is something that gets a huge amount of engagement because it's something people are curious about, okay? And so when you do that, people click. So what would the pictures be? Put the pictures of your staff. Get a picture, put their name on it. You have to figure out how to do it. Go to Facebook uh, um, carousel ads and put it in Google and it'll show you there's like a video in there that'll show you how to do it. It's not uh, rocket science. You might need a little technical know-how, but not much. And what it does is it bases off the premise that People are curious. You know, I worked in the health office when I was in high school. And one of these days, I one day they had this big like um, um, the board, like cork board that everything was posted to about the current events coming up and you shouldn't do this and be safe, safe for your health. And so one day I did this um, experiment. And what I did was is I put a piece of uh, paper on the cork board and I wrote on there, I told you not to look. And then I took another piece of paper and I put it over the top of that. And on that piece of paper, I wrote, do not look under this paper. Literally, almost every person who walked in that office and looked at that cork board, that was the first thing they did. It was the first thing they did. When you go to a client and you give them, a t- and you give them the proposal, what is usually the first thing they do if the price is in the back? They start flipping to it. See? It's the curiosity of what we're doing. And I believe that that is going to help you with engagements with Facebook carousel ads. Put up there your, your, your companies that you represent. Put up there your staff. 
Put up there the different community events that you've been a part of throughout the year. Put up there the the different businesses that you represent. Or put up there the different businesses that you want to just promote in the in the community because because maybe they you want them to be a, a customer. But don't do that for that reason. Just do it because you're trying to get the word out to help them. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. When you do stuff like that, people want to know you to care. And when they have that need, they think about you and want to know what you know. Okay, use use that, and I am going to close with the uh, moving your cheese um, for the uh, book. I do have another book that I was going to talk about, but I want you to look at that one. Um, Who moved my cheese? Very easy read. I think it's like fifty or sixty pages, and I think it will open your eyes to some things um, exactly about what I talked about here because it has to do with growth, and that's what it has to do with. And you can't grow unless you are. Um, helping yourself, and I think, let me put it to you this way, and I'm going to end with this. A tree knows nothing but to grow as tall as it can. It doesn't think about whether the weather is going to come in. It doesn't think about whether this is going to happen. All it knows is, is that's going to happen. I'm going to deal with it, and my job is to grow as tall as I'm supposed to. I want you to concentrate on growing as tall as you're supposed to. What that is, I don't know. Improve yourself and it'll and you'll be growing forever. This has been Jason Cash with Agents Influence Podcast. I hope that you got something out of this. I hope that you learned some lessons. And I look forward to meeting you again next week. And hopefully we'll have a guest unless they cancel. And we're going to just be having a wide variety of, uh, of uh, variation of topics. A variety of topics, I should say. Um, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to technology, when it comes to sales, we've got some interesting things. But in the meantime, go to growlab2017.com. Sign up for uh, our, our lab. I'm telling you, it's been open since May 10th. And uh, we've got a little over 40 people. It's, it's going to go quick. I'm telling you. I'm not just saying that. We're only accepting 100 people. I'm, I'm not just saying that. We're not having 101. I mean, we will only accept 100 people because that's what we've already, um, we've already got all the planning and the space and the food and everything all already picked out and how much this is going to cost and our sponsors coming in. And keep in mind, I have not confirmed it yet, but uh, Grow Lab 2017 will be uh, the main presenting sponsor will be Marblebox. Uh, boy, we've got some exciting things with them. Also, Lightspeed Voice. That's going to be another uh, sponsor of ours. Uh, we've got Rocket Referrals, Advisors Evolved, and we have the Insurance Agent Mobile app and Rocket Referrals. Maybe I said Rocket Referrals, but anyways, uh, just keep in mind that Rocket Referrals is an awesome product. We use it in our office. I swear to you, every person that is in our office uh, or I'm sorry, that's in our mastermind that gets it is like, holy cow. Now, I've been telling you that, but since then, I've had a couple mastermind members, and I kid you not. And when I do a podcast that has to do with Rocket Referrals soon, I'm going to bring those agents on so you can just hear it. I mean, uh, once again, Rocket Referrals isn't paying them. I'm not paying them. They're paying for the product. It's just I've just told people, when you use it, get out there and tell me about it. I've got two that have replied on a feedback. I got Jake from Indiana, and I believe his name was Paul. I'm not exactly sure, from Pennsylvania. And I mean, they're like, holy cow, you know, they took me up on the challenge that if you spend $180 or whatever it is, $70 and your first month, if you don't like it within the first seven days, you let me know at jason at growprogram.com and I'll refund your money. I'll refund your money. 
And you're thinking, why am I doing that? Because I want the best for you and I know that we use Rocket Referrals and it's an incredible thing. Um, I'm gonna talk about that also because I had an agent reach in, Daniel, out of the mastermind and he said, besides getting testimonials and surveys, what else are you using it for? And I came up with the four points that I think will be successful for you. And also be sure to listen to some of Joey's podcasts on insurance in your words, where he actually in, um, interviewed an agent who's using Rocket Referrals. He asked him about it and keep in mind, the agent did not know that he was being recorded. And then Joey turned that into a podcast so that you get the real authentic look at what the agent feels about Rocket Referrals. And once again, you're going to hear exactly what I've been telling you. This is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I am out. I hope you're joining us at Grow Lab 2017. It's going to be a great time. I want to get to know you. I want to get to meet you. I want to buy you a drink, whatever it can be. Please find me at Grow Lab 2017. And to find me, that means that you've got to be there. It's going to be October 24th, 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hope to see you there.